0: Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life.
1: We are different because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today.
0: Guys, welcome to our very first episode. So, this episode is going to be an introduction. Who are we? Why are we doing this? Where did this come from? And all of that kind of stuff. So let's start with some backstories. Mindy, how do we know each other?
1: So, this is kind of a crazy story, actually. So, I met Kelsey through Instagram. Let's like go back like five years ago randomly, I'm, uh, my husband and I are coming home from Savannah, Georgia. We live in Florida. And so we're coming home from Savannah and I'm on the internet and it's around October. And I'm like, I want some pumpkin flavored stuff in my life. So I start, I don't know that you know this, Kelsey. I don't know this. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So I start Googling like pumpkin foods. And so Kelsey's husband has a food Instagram channel. And so his Instagram came up with some pumpkin reviews and I'm like, well, okay, what's this dude about? So I started following um, Kelsey's husband on Instagram and then Kelsey was in some of the food reviews. So I was like, well, who's this chick? So (laughs) I started following Kelsey on Instagram. At the time I had a fitness coach that I was working with. I was working on some goals of my own. But I'd always been interested in kind of expanding my horizons. And so I'd followed along Kelsey and her husband for a while. And I saw that Kelsey was offering some, you know, fitness coaching, and it was a little bit different than what I had been doing. So we started talking and I decided to hire Kelsey as my coach. And then, you know, we became friends. So that was really cool because we spent a lot of time, you know, talking about my goals. And then that kind of organically expanded into this really amazing friendship that I'm super thankful for.
0: Ah, I did not know about that it all started from pumpkin.
1: It did thank God for the yaw. <laughs>
0: I love that both the kids do yaws, so for those of you out there listening, small plug for Eric at Family Food Dude on Instagram. I'm sure most of you follow him already, but just saying that's where to find the snacks so That's where we met was through my coaching, but I did not know all the backstory that came with it. That's so funny. I'm going to have to tell Eric about that. So this idea actually stemmed from a conversation between us because like Mindy was saying, we developed a friendship and it's not Necessarily abnormal for me to develop friendships with my clients just because it is a lot of connection, and the way that I coach is pretty different. I was having a conversation one day. I normally listen to podcasts while I'm training early in the mornings, and I have listened to a lot of really inspiring women and some big names in in the business, and speakers and things like that. So I listened to all these things and one morning it just kind of hit me that a lot of it was the same. And there were so many similarities between these podcasts that I was like, I understand that you're successful and you're inspiring and all these things, but what about people who have been through some real like life-shattering things? Um, I wanted to hear more of those stories. So I mentioned this to Mindy and she was like, let's do it. And so here we are and we've created this idea and now it's coming to life and it's exciting. So yeah, the idea was born from a conversation of me feeling like this was missing in this area. Something was missing in this area and Mindy agreeing. And then that kind of leads into what we're going to talk about next. And the reason I think that I was feeling this way is because of my story, which if any of you follow my social media, you probably know the bits and pieces that I've shared. Um, And Mindy's starting to share more about her story. So we're just going to give you guys a little more about our backstory and you will understand why It would resonate with us more to hear like really tough stuff that people have been through and risen up from and now live normal lives and happy lives and successful lives, but being able to conquer really hard stuff. I feel like there are not enough of those stories. So we are going to tell those stories. We are going to talk about topics that we feel are easily glossed over. We are going to do the hard work that we feel isn't being done in order to help other people. All of that being said, Mindy, yes. let's hear about your story and your struggles.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, A, I'm far from normal. So,
0: <laughs> but I'm yeah. completely normal, so
1: I don't know oh, what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> well, you know, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> So my name is Mindy Mercurio, I'm 32 years old, I live in Jacksonville, Florida, where the best team in the NFL is at, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I live with my husband, Michael, Uh, we've been together for forever, it seems like we've been married for three and a half years. We've known each other since we were 15 years old, we were best friends from the time we were 15 until we were 25. And then at 25, we said, you know what, I think we may be right for each other maybe we've been wasting our time for 10 years, maybe we should try this out. And so we did, and we didn't look back. We have a really amazing dog. Her name is Bella, she's the light of our life. I've had Bella since she was a puppy. Uh, She's 10 years old now, she's the greatest. We are currently working to expand our family. So we are in the middle of the adoption process, which is really exciting. I can't have my own children, But we've always wanted to have a family, and so we're really excited to take on this new role in life. It's a very exciting time for us. I'm in sales management. I've been in sales management for 13 incredible years. I work for a really amazing company in the consumer packaged goods industry, and I can truly say that every day I go to work, I'm just so happy, and I get to make changes in people's lives every day. I have an incredible team that works for me, and it is one of my passions to mentor them and train them and help them grow. I've had the opportunity over the years to help a lot of people find their path in their career, having those conversations about, you know, what are the next steps in my career? What does this look like? Is this job right for me? Is it not? Is there something else that I'm passionate about? Those are really cool conversations that I've been able to have in my career as sales management. And now I get to take that on and do business consultation as well. So I consult with uh, small business owners on the side, talk to them about their businesses, talk to them about their passions, and help them kind of brainstorm ideas. So that's a little bit about my career. Things you should know about me that I like to do, I love watching NFL football. Like I said, I live in Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars are my team. I love them so much. Even if we aren't very good, it's still exciting to go and watch the games. I love being outside. Michael and I love Disney World. We're going to Disneyland next week for the very first time. So we're really excited about that. We love to travel. We love to cruise. So those are just some things about me. Important things for you to know going into my story. My story, you know, there's so many bits and pieces to my story and the things that I've been through in my life that have just molded and made who I am today. Um, one of the things that I always tell people is that I am not... A victim of what happened to me. You know, having that victim mindset doesn't really do anybody any good. Things happen for me, not to me. So I grew up very, very different than a lot of people. And, you know, I think some people may have some similarities here. But so my mother and uh, father kind of weren't in a position to raise my brother and I. My brother was a year younger than me, he's autistic. He's one of my very best friends. I love him so much. But they just were not in a position where they were ready to raise children. So we were raised by my grandparents. We lived with my grandparents until I was about eight years old. And I had a very normal childhood. Um, Until then, my grandparents were the best. They were really great parents. They gave us everything we could have ever wanted or hoped for. We were absolutely spoiled. We had you know, lots of after school activities that we did. And there was always something going on for us. And, you know, like many kids, like we just had a very, you know, peaceful, normal childhood. But then when I was eight, my parents were in a position where they decided that they could handle having children. And so my mom and my dad took my brother and I and moved us in with them. So that was a bit of a shock, obviously, you know, we went from not seeing my parents very often, and um, we saw them maybe two or three times a year to completely uprooting our lives. We grew up in a really small town. It had one stoplight, one gas station, like we grew up it, it, yeah, I see your face. It was like the 1950s in the 1990s. It was crazy. I'm like, where
0: is this place? And how is this a thing? <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it, it's in Tennessee. Um, very, very small town right outside of Knoxville. Um, mm. I was very, I feel very blessed to have grown up there because I was sheltered from a lot of stuff. And it was a very like family oriented town and lots of people who really impacted my life and for the better were around, which was great. But um, so then we moved to Florida and um, I was introduced to a lot of things that I had never been around before. So um, my dad had some substance abuse problems. So he abused alcohol, he abused drugs. I'd never really been around alcohol at all. Um, when I was a child, didn't even know what it was until we moved in with them. And because of that, my um, dad was not his best self. He had a really hard time dealing with having an autistic child, and then having, um, you know, a child in general. And he made some really poor choices. You know, he was in and out of jail a lot. So, you know, it wasn't uncommon for us to be, you know, woken up at four in the morning to have to go pick him up from jail because he was out at a bar causing problems. It wasn't uncommon for us to wake up to um, my dad holding my mom up against the wall, you know, with his hands on her throat. It wasn't uncommon for, My dad to get really angry and throw things at us or hit us or, you know, say things that weren't necessarily kind and going from such a loving, caring, you can do anything. You could be anything home to a home where, you know, my mom, God bless her heart. She's like the most amazing person ever. She worked, you know, 50 hours a week while my dad would, you know, kind of hop from job to job and wasn't, you know, very stable So she was supporting, you know, us. And then my dad, of course, with his addictions, um, you know, was spending all the money that she was making. So, you know, it was just a really unstable environment. And um, my dad said really terrible things to us all the time. You know, he used to always tell me, my family, everybody was overweight. And my dad used to tell me all the time, you know, you're never going to be anything. You're going to be worthless and fat, just like your mother. Mm. Uh, you're never going to be anything. Um, no one's ever going to love you. You're not worthy of love. You're a terrible person. Like you're never going to succeed. Why are you so dumb? Just all these abusive, terrible things. And so isn't it,
0: isn't it insane that like you can not remember what day it is, but you can remember the exact wording of something like that from your childhood.
1: Yeah, it's, it's incredibly like, it's incredible to me. And that really just speaks to the psychology of, you know, how not only people speak to you, but how you speak to yourself, um, because it really imprints on you. And if you Mm. say to yourself, I am not worthy, I'm not capable, I can't do this, um, then that has a physiological effect on you. Um, So all of those words were things that I believed for a very, very long time. And I carried that, you know, into um, my early twenties. So fast forward, my parents divorced when I was 13. There were a couple years there where my dad was gone and it was just me and my mom and my brother and mom worked all the time. So it was really just me and Mark. And, you know, things were pretty peaceful and normal for the most part. So every summer I used to go spend the summer at my grandparents' house in Tennessee and my brother would stay behind. And then one summer, it was the summer before my senior year of high school. I'll never forget this. I'm sitting in the Atlanta airport, And we were flying back from a mission trip in Arizona. We had gone to Arizona to work with some Navajo Indians. And so I'm flying back from Arizona and my flight was delayed. And so my grandparents, this is before cell phones were really like a thing. So my grandparents were supposed to pick me up from the airport and I wanted to make sure that they knew the flight was delayed. So I called their house. No one answered. They were probably already gone for the airport at this point. And um, so I called my mom's house. And my mom had been kind of avoiding me a little bit. Like she wasn't answering when I call her and my brother wasn't talking to me, which was really abnormal. And I call the house from the Atlanta airport and my dad answers the phone at the house. And I was like, Mm. what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, your mom didn't tell you we're getting back together. And I was just like, Oh no, I didn't know this. So long story short, I, you know, I, Have a conversation with my mom. I'm like, listen, I can't go through my senior year of high school, the year that I'm supposed to be really focused on myself, getting up at four in the morning to go pick up dad from a bar or from jail or, you know, being woken up to, you know, listening to him scream at you or, you know, there were nights where when I was small that my mom would pack us up in the car and we would go sleep in a hotel parking lot because my dad was just so violent and scary that she was afraid for her life. And so I was like, Mom, I can't do this. Um, So I ended up spending my senior year living with my grandparents. So the year that I was supposed to be, um, and that uh, I'll have to tell the story about how Michael and I ended up together because Michael and I met in high school in Florida, but I gave up all of my memories I was supposed to be making with my friends in my senior year and moved to Tennessee to finish my senior year there parents got divorced again a couple years later. And my mom is, you know, my, my dad's gone on, um, you know, my mom's been single for a really long time, good, and happy. And, um, that's really amazing for her. Um, but I had to do a lot of hard work, you know, in my early twenties to, to beat that you're not worthy, you're not capable out of my head. And I accepted a lot of what I thought was love that I shouldn't have. Um, you know, I didn't think I was worthy of love. I made some really poor choices drinking and being in relationships. I shouldn't have been, and that all kind of culminated to one night it was new year's Eve. And I'm definitely not proud of this by any stretch of the imagination, but it was new year's Eve. And I was probably about 22 years old. And, um, I woke up the next morning from new year's Eve being out all night drinking. And I used to go on like week long binge drink out all night with my friends you know go to work the next morning drunk make poor choices like that was my life I woke up and I didn't know how I got home and I looked in the driveway and my car was there and I was like I can't keep living this way I have got to make a change so I started slow I started going to the gym because I was severely overweight 275 pounds, started going to the gym, started investing in myself a little bit, you know, lost a little bit of weight, started feeling good. And then, you know, I met a guy and, um, we ended up dating for five years, but, I thought that that was the love that I deserved when I was with him. And he pushed me, you know, he pushed me in good ways to um, be better because he would always say things, well, oh, you would just be so much better or prettier or this or that if you would do X, Y, Z. And of course, that's not the way that you should ever be talked to or accept, but yeah, it did force me to make some changes. And then finally, when I started gaining some confidence because I was keeping promises to myself and doing the things that I committed to doing. Um I gained that confidence to realize this is not the way things are supposed to be. You know, I accept love love that isn't really love. Um and I should be looking for more and I should care more about myself than to accept these types of people in my life and these types of situations in my life. And so there you have it. Um I you know, broke up with the guy that I was with because it was not a good relationship and there was a lot of jealousy there. And anytime I would succeed, he would, you know, get angry and um, be upset that I was succeeding and he wasn't and um, make me feel bad about it. And I said, no more. I, you know, I'm meant to be more than what I've allowed myself to be. I need to share with people about what, you know, has happened to me in my life and show people that just because all of these things happened in your life, is not a reason to just lay there and say, oh, what was me? I, you know, this is what's happened to me. I'm going to just, you know, accept that this is the way life is. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, now I'm married, I have an amazing husband, a dog, you know, we're starting a family. You know, I I have all these You know, items and things in my life that I never, you know, it's so funny, and I'm getting off on a tangent and I'm gonna shut up, I promise. Um (laughs) I was I was sitting by our pool the other day and I looked at my husband and I said, When I was 13 years old, we didn't have any money. Um, we were really poor. Um, my mom, bless her heart, worked so hard, but we just didn't have anything. And when I was thirteen years old, I thought that the richest people in the world had a swimming pool. Like, I was just like, oh, wow, all the rich people have a swimming pool. All the rich people have a nice car. All the rich people have this. Yeah. I'm sitting in my backyard next to my rich people swimming pool. Right. So ridiculous. And like, I just felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude that like I was able to come out on the other side of all these things that happened in my life and make something out of it. I have an amazing career, an amazing team of people that I work with amazing friends, so many opportunities, and I'm just so grateful. So that's my story.
0: That's amazing. So many like new things that I'm learning about you in this process.
1: Did I talk too long? Sorry. Huh? Did I talk too long? I'm working on making that a little bit more like fluid.
0: I'm sure the more, the more you tell it, the more like fluid it will become, the more like the easier stuff will come out. I feel like I've told my story so many times at this point. It's the same thing, though. It's hard because there's so many pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but no, I think it's fine. I think as you get more confident in telling your story, too, that, like, you'll realize, you know, what is it that I actually want to say here or whatever. The thing is, is that you've been through a lot of really hard things, you know so, what i mean yeah and that's 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 the important thing to to highlight here is that you know we all have our different struggles but it's like you cover a lot of areas that are very real for people you know yeah. being abused and being in those situations and you know there was a lot of those parts of your story that resonated with my stuff too so yeah. i'm happy to know more about your story, because it gives I think our friendship more depth too to understand like where things come from, and i'm just yeah. I'm happy to be like here with you on the other side of all this hard stuff. you know what I mean awesome. because that's that's the coolest thing is and I think that when it comes to the victim mentality, it's so real, and I think it's important that you touched on that because. All this stuff does happen to us, but again, it's how we look at it. And so, if it's happening for us and we're looking at it as okay, there's something here for me, even if we're in that place and we can't see that yet, and it's like, you know, the light is at the end of the tunnel somewhere, but the tunnel's real dark. (laughs) The tunnel's real long and lonely. Real, real, real dark. It's like, there's something there for you. Every situation that we're in, there's something there for us and there's a reason. So learning to be someone that can understand that, that even when you're in the deepest, darkest parts, like okay, I'm not going to be here forever. This sucks right now, but I'm not going to be here forever. And even if it's just that glimmer of hope to be like, okay, I can keep holding on because I know that I'm not going to be here forever. I yeah. know that there is a
1: lesson here for me. So Kelsey, why don't you tell me a little bit about your story?
0: <laughs> the stuff you know or the stuff you don't know? Or the... All of it. I went, Well, we'll, yeah. um, we'll assume that anybody who's listening has no idea who I am. Um, so I'm going to start with where I am now. So my name is Kelsey Kenry. I live in Sarasota, Florida. It's about an hour south of Tampa. We have no seasons here. It's always hot. Our four days of winter are magical And you need at least 14 sweaters for those four days. That's so so true. (laughs) Um, So I live in Florida with my beautiful family, my husband, Eric, and my two babies, Cameron and Brooklyn, which currently they are three years old and one year old. So along with that, I run a coaching business called Team Pro Science. I work with women all over the world and it's amazing, and I get to teach women how to live their lives in a better way. So along with that, I am speaking and working on building my speaking career as I'm starting this podcast. So all exciting projects. So that's who I am. And I think that it's, I like to start my story with who I am. And the reason being is because a lot of times people who see me that don't know where I come from, they assume that maybe, oh, she's lucky or she grew up this way or she had this or had that. And it just really goes to show you like how people will compare themselves to other people without really knowing any backstory. So. It is important to share my story and for people to know that who I am and what I built is only because of what I've been through. So what I went through was many, many years of making bad decisions and, you know, luckily coming out on the other side. So my childhood was very unstable. I think is the best word for it. My parents divorced when I was two. So I don't have really any memories of them together at all. I had, I was bounced back and forth between households. I lived with a grandma for a little bit. I moved countless times, uh, went to many different schools. I had a lot of step parents. There was just a lot of people and environments and homes in and out of my life, just not any real structure or stability. I didn't play sports. I wasn't involved in really any extracurricular activities. Anything that I remember starting, I remember quitting. I don't remember having anything that lasted. So that, you know, was the majority of my preteen years. And then getting into my teen years, there was a lot of just Spiraling traumatic events. I had one household that was more structured, rigid, maybe a little too rigid. I had another household where it was, there was no presence of a parent. So I just did whatever I wanted. So, of course, I preferred going into my teen years, the house where I could do whatever I wanted. So that led to what I like to call my experimentation or my exploration phase. And it's funny because I use exploration phases with clients now for a lot of positive things. Uh, This was, ended up being positive, but I had to go through a lot of negative stuff first. So, you know, when I was 14, I started to experiment with drugs and alcohol The first time that I actually was drunk, like blackout drunk, because it was, I had tasted alcohol and things like that, but not too many times. So the first time that I actually drank in excess, because I had no idea what my limits were, being that it wasn't something that I participated in regularly. Uh, I was 14 years old and was out of town with a girl that was my friend at a time She had an older brother and I ended up losing my virginity, not by choice on that Mm -hmm. night. And from there, it's funny because I had a lot of shame, obviously, that comes with any sort of rape or sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that shame was me feeling like that I should not want to participate in any sort of sexual activity with men or women because I did both, (laughs) but I was the opposite of what I thought I should be and went down this path to where I did abuse my body and I used that. I was craving so much attention that I was not getting. And so I was looking for that in any like facet I could get it that is when, you know, after that, it was just like, that's what I did. It was drinking and it was drugs were primarily, I was just smoking pot. Drinking was my thing at that point. So this is like, you know, 14, 15, 16. That's what I was doing. Um, At 15 years old, I ended up pregnant and I had an illegal abortion without my parents knowing I drove with the guy that got me pregnant 12 hours away from where I lived, got the abortion, came back home. He never spoke to me again. And then uh, people ended up finding out about that at my school. I had already built a reputation for my sexual activity at that point. So I just was in this like shame spiral of, let me just keep doing these things because it's all that I know. And we had visited Florida a few times because I grew up in Texas and we had visited Florida a few times with my mom and we decided to move to Florida when I was 16. So it was going to be a fresh start for all of us. My mom needed it. I needed it. My little brother was with us. So the three of us moved to Florida uh, when I was 16 years old. And from there, it was like, you know, this newfound sense of I'm in a new place and there's new people and I have this opportunity to start over. The problem was, is that I didn't get any help for all of the underlying issues that I had. So the reasons that I was making the choices that I was making, I didn't deal with. So, a few months in, it didn't take me very long. I ended up in the same kind of situations, making the same choices. And from 16 until I was from 16 until I was 23 years old, I stayed in this same place making the same decisions. I ended up in jail three times. And the third time was finally my wake-up call. So this third time in jail, I woke up in the medical unit. I had what's called a turtle suit. For those of you who are not well-versed on the jail (laughs) lingo or what's going on there, it is a suit that they put on people because they can't put you in clothes. I had gone into jail, and when I was arrested, I told them that I was going to kill myself. Killing myself was something that I talked about and thought about pretty regularly at this point. I had no purpose. I was just floating day to day. Uh, I had no, no dreams, no goals. It was just wake up. I bounced from job to job. I, you know, accumulated debt. I had, you know, made a lot of bad housing decisions. I ended up bartending, which, you know, really threw me right into where I wanted to be at that time to fuel everything. And so I kept drinking. I was drinking to, you know, points where I was blacked out. I did not, you know, your story, Mindy, about waking up in your car, being there and not remembering how you got home. That was a regular occurrence for me. There was probably more nights that I couldn't remember what happened than nights that I could. And so, my third arrest, I was driving and I was heavily under the influence. And to this day, I am so thankful that I never hurt somebody because I drove heavily intoxicated so many times. So I always go back to that, you know, that uh, at least I didn't kill somebody or hurt somebody because that happens. Yeah. So I was arrested and I told them I was going to kill myself and I woke up in the medical unit and I didn't remember anything at that point. I just remember I used to wear contacts and I've had LASIK since just side note. So I used to wear contacts and they were very fuzzy because I had been crying. So I remember looking in this gross mirror and just being like, what am I doing? And why, why am I here? Like, this is not who I am. And so, you know, that was the day that I made the choice that I wanted to live because if I had, have kept going down the path I was going down. I would not. There was too many drugs and too many different scenarios putting me in places to where it was like too many options for me to to stay alive at that point. So it was that day when I made the choice to I'm going to live. And from there it was therapy, it was programs, it was consistent hard self personal growth, like looking at things that I had never looked at before and starting to connect the dots of why am I making the decisions that I was making? And that is when the change really started because I finally started to understand myself And once I started to understand myself, I also learned about the fact that I could make different choices, that I could be different, that things could be different, that I could shape my life differently. And so that was my glimmer of hope when I started to see those things. That is, you know, that's where I started. And then... Once I was in a good place mentally, my physical appearance was something that I always struggled with in one way or another. And at that point I had gotten pretty heavy from all the drinking over the years, but then add on, um, a year of sobriety and going through these hard things and coping with food. So I uh, decided that I was ready to finally make that physical change to go with the mental changes that I was making. And I just started going to the gym and I had a friend who would go to the gym and sometimes we would go together and I would have like accountability buddies. And then I started losing all this weight and people were asking me, what are you doing? All this stuff. And that's led me to, you know, the fitness world in which I started, at the bottom, making $7 a session. I would like to say for all the people out there that think you can just be an online coach overnight. I started at a local gym, making $7 a session, personal training, working with people one-on-one. And then people were asking me online, people that from Texas, what are you doing? How are you doing this? How are you eating like real food and do look great or whatever. Then I started competing and all these things. So that's when team pro science was born. Um, and that's, you know, my coaching from there has become less fitness related, more life related because after working with people for so long, my conversations in, um, email or video format with clients were just so much more about life skills and things like that, that, it just really made me take a look at what am I doing here? Where am I supposed to be? And so that leads me to where I am now, to where I'm in this position To I went through all this stuff for a purpose. And my purpose is to help other people get through their stuff. So that's my story. And (laughs) it's, it's a long one, but um, yeah, I think that similar to you, Mindy. It's just like how we look at things. And in any of those moments, it was like, I don't understand why I'm here. This is happening to me. I remember a specific incident after I got home from jail, sitting on my bed and just crying because I knew I was going to have to change and being so fearful of the change that was coming because I didn't know what it looked like.
1: Yeah. And that's so, you know, I think it's so important that we talk about like the mental aspect of this, right? Because this is really hard work, you know, like to make those types of changes, to go through the things that you go through and then to actually go back and like analyze why you made the choices that you made and really talk about all of those things that were hard for you that you may have bottled up and hid and not told anybody. That's really, really hard work. And it does affect every aspect of your life. And I think it's really important that we talk about that because, um, even to this day, I still work through a lot of that stuff, and I've been quote over it, um, you know, and moved on from it for a long time. But they still like some of those things still affect me. Um, and one of the things that I love just you know talk about like our coaching relationship for a minute, and you know the change that you've made in the way that you coach. Like even in the last year that we've worked together, the way that you coach has changed um, tremendously, and um, it's really pushed me to push even more and look you know introspectively inside and and see why I'm making the choices that I'm making and what's driving that and it's really benefited me for the better, so a thank you um <laughs> but b like i I think it's important that everybody that's listening to this understands that you have to start on the inside, you have to start with what's going on in your brain, because if you don't fix what's going on with your brain, you can't fix anything else. Mm -hmm. And dealing with those emotions and those feelings and understanding how they affect you is just so vitally important to not only your mental health, but just like the health of your life. Right.
0: Like we cannot expect to live the lives that we were meant to live Unless we do the hard work to figure out who we are and why we're doing the things that we're doing, that's why people end up in the same place over and over again. I mean, just like doing the math of how many years that I was doing that was almost 10 years. It's crazy. People live their entire lives making choices like that based on how they're feeling inside. Like, that's where our choices come from. So, I think it's important that we do cover this stuff and that we promise to always be open with people. And I think that we can really expect a lot of exciting things out of this. So Mindy, what are people going to hear on our podcast?
1: That's a really great question. I'm very excited to talk about this because we have so many ideas, so many things coming down the pike. So many um, you know, really cool interviews coming up. So you, know, you can expect to hear stories from people who have been through similar things and talking about how they overcame them, um, talking about living with resilience, living bravely, putting out there um, some things that are really hard to talk about, then maybe there's some stigma about you know, people who are afraid to talk about um, you know, the things that they're going through. We want you to have a place where you can hear stories and say, "Man, I'm going through that too," or "Man, I've been there." Because one of the things that Kelsey and I talked about is, I wish when I was going through all of these things that there was somewhere for me to go and hear, you know, "Yeah, me too. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too." And look, I've come out on the other side. You can expect to hear. There's going to be lots of interviews with some really incredible people who who have some really amazing stories to share. I hope one day we get the opportunity to do a Q&A and you guys can send us questions and we can answer them for you. And I'm just really so excited to start on this journey and to share more about my story, hear more of stories from other people and make an impact on people's lives.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. Like Mindy said, there's going to be some really good, in-depth, heartfelt, Interviews with some people who have been through some really hard things and still made it through. One of the things that Mindy and I agreed upon is that we want to give people tools. So this is going to be more than just listening to interviews and hearing people's stories. We always want people to leave with some sort of actionable item that they can do. Something that they can take forward for... Us, the goal is to provide and serve, whether it's hope or whether it's a new tool that you, the listeners, can take forward and apply to your life in some way. So we will be talking about some really hard topics that Mindy said might be some uncomfortable things for people, but we know that there's people out there that are struggling with things that they're scared to speak up about. So we're going to cover topics. We're going to interview people. I'm sure we'll do Q and A's. We're going to figure this thing out as we go, but it's going to be awesome. And I'm really, really excited about it. And speaking of excited before we end today, what are we going to talk about on episode two?
1: So, on episode two, we're going to talk about comparison um, and some of the things that come along with that. You know, we're in the social media, um, everything's accessible at our fingertips world now, and that makes it really easy to compare yourself to others and say, well, why am I not where they're at? We want to talk about how we handle that, how we can overcome that, and, um, you know, how you can use comparison as a good thing for yourself to compare where you were to where you're going.
0: I love it. I love it. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to our stories and thank you for joining us here. Please subscribe so you get our new episodes when they come out. And you can visit us on our social media. That'll be on Instagram at the Bravehearted Podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Enjoy wherever you are. And don't forget to live bravely.
1: Thanks, guys.